Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. We appreciate you joining us on this Sunday morning. Well, one of my favorite organizations here in town is the Max Fund Animal Adoption Center, and Selena Davison, the shelter manager, on with me this morning. Good morning, Selena. Good morning. So, for folks that are not familiar with Max Fund, tell us a little bit about Max Fund. Okay, so Max Fund is an absolute true no kill shelter. It's the only one here in Denver. We've been in business for for 33 years. This month actually is our anniversary month. Um, it started back in 88. Dr. Suro and Nancy Suro were the co-founders. They started Max Fund with a fishbowl, raising some money for a dog named Max that needed surgery. Uh, Dr. Suro owned an animal um, vet clinic, and that's where Max Fund kind of started out of there. And the, the fishbowl just sat on the, the reception's desk, and people would put money in there to, to pay for Max's surgery. Mm-hmm. They raised so much money for Max that they just paid it forward to the next animal. So animals that don't have owners that people find on the streets that are hurt, they can bring into Max Fund, and we will do all medical treatments for them and, you know, get them ready and and adopt it back out to new homes. And tell me why is it important for folks to know that you are truly a no-kill shelter? Because some shelters say that, but that's not the truth. Right. So it's really, really important because Max Fund does not euthanize for space. Uh, we keep animals with us and put them through behavioral training, through all the medical uh, necessities that they need, and they will stay with us until we find a home for them. Uh, we've got a couple um, different uh, places for older animals that um, if they aren't adopted out, we've got Meow Manor that's being built right now next door to the cat shelter. Mm-hmm. That is for older cats and hard-to-adopt cats. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful uh, building and area for them. to If they have to live their lives out with us, we take wonderful care of them and give them the love that they need. We also have a, a, a heart and soul dog shelter uh, for older dogs that that may need a place just to kind of live their golden years out as well. And you have that right now? We do. It's up in Loveland. It's it's hard to imagine these older dogs and then not having a home any longer. So I love that you are giving them one. Right, right. And it's pretty amazing. Seniors actually go a lot easier than what people think because people do want that that love for them at their the end of their road. Right. Um, so do, seniors do kind of go faster than what I ever would would have thought. So Max has been around, you said, since what, 1988? 1988. Ah, that's a great success story. So how many pets do you feel like you adopt out every year? Every year, probably right around... 800 cats and four to 500 dogs every year. That's incredible. And what did, when Denver changed the rules regarding pit bulls, what did that allow Max Fund to do? It allowed us to start taking in dogs that were so hard to place in other places. Um, pit bulls, you know, definitely, um, they're a great breed and it's, it's, unfortunate they've got such a bad reputation because they are a great breed. Um, so it allowed us to start taking pit bulls in and helping them rehabilitate if they needed to or get that medical care that they needed in order to find different homes. Um, and then it allowed people in Denver to actually come and adopt from us, right. which was huge. It was, um, having that you know that horrible stereotype with pit bulls and those um, laws against them it made it very hard to adopt any pit bull out of Max Fund until 
that law change. What should people know about pit bulls? Because I think there is that stereotype that they're aggressive, they're mean. I mean, I had a part pit bull dog. I had a pit bull mix, and he, he was the sweetest dog in the world. And, and they can be. Um, pit bulls can be just as sweet as any other dog. It's the human that has to put the time into any dog that they own, no matter what breed it is. Um, that makes them either a loving dog or a, a not loving dog. So it's the human's responsibility to shape the dog into that that furry companion that everybody wants. So just because they're a pit bull does not mean that they can't be a loving companion. Right. That and I know so that's untrue. <laughs> well, that's good. I think that's good information to get out there. And also the fact that you work with the dogs at Max Fund and you and you really do the behavioral training before you adopt them out. Absolutely. We have um, trainers here on staff that work with our um, behavioral dogs. So that's wonderful to 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 know that that is an option here at MaxFun. And then after they get adopted out, we offer free training sessions for adopted dogs out as well. So they, they get free four, four free training sessions after they adopt the dog out to come back and work with my training staff here. Which is, incre- which is an incredible thing. Having adopted from you all, I do love all the extras that you do, but I also love the fact that you don't do same-day adoptions. Explain that. We don't. We we feel that a same-day adoption, we just can't vet the person well enough to, to feel safe for our animals to go out the door. So we do have a process. We require each applicant to provide three references that are not family members. If they are renting their, their home or their apartment, we have to speak with landlords. And if they have any other animals, we have to have vet records to make sure they're spayed, neutered, um, and up-to-date with vaccines. Uh, being able to talk to to references uh, allows us to to really get a feel for the person that wants to adopt from us and and to make sure that they're stable and they have a stable environment. Mm-hmm. So and it, it does take you know anywhere from five to seven days for our adoptions to go through. And have you found too that it helps take that emotional adoption out of it? Absolutely. Uh, we do have quite a few people that come in just as an impulse. They're walking by and they just want to get a dog or get a cat. Um, so it takes that emotional impulse um, want to get something mm-hmm. that minute. So right. it, it gives people a little bit of time to, to really think about it, and it gives us that um, that time to really, really fill out the people that we're, we're sending our animals home to. Well, and we saw so many adoptions last year, and now we're hearing about animals being returned. Have you seen that as well? Absolutely. It's really sad, unfortunately. Um, I've got, I think, 16 animals on my wait list right now, and we are almost to capacity. Um, I always stay a little bit under capacity just to make sure we've got the care and everything that we can give for the, the best care that we can give for the animals. So I have seen, unfortunate, an uprise in animals either being returned or surrendered to us. Um, we've been lucky because we've only had, I believe we've only had two dogs actually re- that have been adopted for Max Fund and returned to us. Okay. Um, the other ones are just owner surrenders that they've gotten someplace else and the other shelters won't take them back. Um, um, so we, we have a lot of those owners. They're, like I said, 16 on the wait list right now mm-hmm. trying to, wow. to get in to come in. Yeah. Wow. And that's got to be heartbreaking for you. It is. Um, just, you know, I really wish people would understand that adopting an animal is a lifelong 
it's a, it's a lifelong commitment. It's not just uh, something to get through the times uh, because animals do have those emotions. You know, they, they come in and they sit in the back of their kennels or they, they hide under their cat beds um, trying to decompress and figure out what the heck happened to them. Um, so it's really sad to watch the, the animals go through it. Right. Um, and I do understand that there are times that, that the circumstances in somebody's life has changed and they have to unfortunately surrender their animals i understand that um that's one reason why i like the the no same day adoption because it really gives the person a chance to really figure out if this is what they want right and there's a difference between something that's happened in life or an owner that's passed away versus somebody who just changed their mind right absolutely and that's what unfortunately we're getting right now you know we're going back to work and so we don't have the time for the animal anymore or um you know the animals now have developed separation anxiety because we've been with them 24 7 and now that we aren't since now the animals are going through a a whole um, period of trying to figure out what's going on so instead of helping the animals work through those things um we get the the relinquishments coming in and how, you know, that you bring up a good point. A lot of people are going to be going back to the office if they haven't already. And here's this dog they adopted last year that they've been with 24-7 that's been sitting on their lap as they've been, you know, doing the work. But right. all of a sudden they're not going to be there. How can you? How can we help our pets adjust to us being gone? Like what are some things we can do? The biggest thing is just getting your animals used to routines. Um, animals are very, very routine and schedule-driven an, driven animals. So if, if they know that there's a schedule happening, they can, they can exist in that schedule and be okay with it. So if you do have to go to, you find out you have to go to, back to work next month, then you start setting that schedule today. You start acting like you're going to work. You get ready. You do the exact same thing every morning that you're going to do before you go to work. So your animal understands that these actions means that you're going to be leaving, but you are going to come back. And you mm-hmm. start leaving just for short periods at a time. So they understand just because you go out that door doesn't mean you're not going to come back in that door. And how do you feel? Because I know that there there's always been like good and bad about crate training. What are your thoughts? Because if you do have a dog that maybe has separation anxiety, I mean, is crate training something that would be a good fit as you're leaving the house? So I am 100% behind crate training. I know it's a huge controversial thing with people because people feel that it's um, cruel and it's... Um, you know, it's cruel to put them in a kennel for four to six hours, eight hours a day. But in my opinion, if if a dog has their own kennel, their own space in your house, it's like their bedroom in your house. Mm-hmm. That's that's their safe haven. That's where they can go to get away from everything. Um, if you make their world smaller when you leave, they don't have that much anxiety, that much room to cause that anxiety. If they're in a kennel and can't really get to the window to see what's going on outside their their um, anxiety stays low because they don't care what's going on out there. Right, right. But if they've got the entire house to run through, that's a lot of room to to just run and try and figure out how to get out the door or, or what's going on out there. Um, but if you make their world smaller, they become safe. Yeah, that's um, what I have found too. And I've always been a big fan of crate training. Uh, what are your thoughts? I know a lot of people have talked about shock collars. What do you feel about that? I think they're the worst thing in the world. (laughs) Um, When you train a dog with a shock collar, the dog 
starts to do things out of fear instead of because they want to. Um, I am a 100% positive reinforcement trainer, Mm -hmm. and so um, I allow my animals to make decisions for themselves. Um, And then I reward those decisions. Um, When when you start to shock um, an animal to do something, they become fearful. And that shock, um, instead of being an obedient dog, they become a fearful, obedient dog, which in the long run has horrible, horrible ramifications to that. Um, like what? So, Tell, I, I just think it's an interesting conversation. Like what are some of those ramifications? You see dogs become more aggressive um, instead. Uh, so they're still obedient, but they're aggressive mm. being obedient mm-hmm. because they're afraid of being shocked. So they don't necessarily respect the person that has that under the shock collar, they become fearful of them and they'll become fearful of other people and they'll, they'll, will start becoming aggressive. Um, I've seen different bite cases that because they have been shocked for a year of their life, um, instead of being, staying obedient, they react aggressively towards that shock instead of obediently towards that shock. And once you train a dog with a shock collar, it's very, very difficult to rehabilitate them. Mm. It's possible, but it's difficult. Right. Well, good information to get out there. And I know you do have families who are looking for another family member and great families ready to adopt. They put the thought and time and process into it. What's the first thing they need to do to adopt a dog or a cat from MaxFund? Um, they need to go onto our website, which is maxfund.org, and look at the, our available animals and then give us a call and make an appointment to schedule. Um, due to COVID, we started everything by appointments only, and we still will probably, it's been working really well, actually, mm-hmm. by appointment only. So we are still doing it by appointments only. So give the shelters a call, um, schedule an appointment to come meet them. All right. And then the process, they do an application. You check references like you Mm -hmm. talked about. And you said how many days will it probably take? Five to seven. Okay. And on the dog side, if they have any dogs in their family already, the dogs have to come and meet the dogs. Um, And then on both cat and dog side, every family member has to meet. Okay. And then explain to the rule about puppies and younger children. So we do not adopt um, puppies or kittens under a year to families with children under five. Okay. Just for safety reasons on both sides. Okay. I thought that was an important thing to get across. And for folks that want to support the Max Fund, uh, what can they do to help you out? Right now, um, anything helps out, of course. Um, We are really, really looking for fosters because it is puppy season and kitten season. So we are um, in search of fosters. If anybody wants to foster animals, we would love that. Um, volunteers, um, where, of course, it's now summertime, and people, if they want to just come snuggle with dogs and cats, we would love new volunteers. And then, of course, any type of donations, we are always um, grateful for any type of donations, whether it be food, um, cleaning supplies, or monetary means. We we greatly appreciate all of that. All right. And what's it? let's give the website one more time, Selena. It's maxfund.org. Good information. I'm Melissa Moore. Thanks for hanging with us on the Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine. For more information, go to your radio station's website. And remember, go out, have a great day, and be kind to everyone.